We have several um, guests with us today. If you are here and you are a guest, you're not a regular member of Bethel, if you're a pastor, I know we have uh, Councilman Middleton with us. If you're a guest here today, would you please stand so we can recognize you as just guests who've come around. Pastor Don.
this fellowship as well as financially contributing to the vision of TFN. And we are a grateful fellowship. On a more personal note, I will have to uh, share a few things that I believe are important in my couple of minutes here. And that is that Pastor Don is a pastor's pastor. And uh, I can't tell you how many times that he's called me. And uh, as one of the youngest presidents of our organization to ever be the president of the fellowship at my age, um, his calls are priceless um, because they're always encouraging. And uh, when I was a young preacher just getting started, and I'm, I'm right on your heels because uh, I've been going 35 years myself. And uh, so when I was a young preacher, Pastor Don gave me a chance to preach. He gave me an invitation on many occasions to come and preach. And uh, I'll never forget, we had a little, uh, I was attending Heritage Bible College at the time. We had a quartet and uh, we would get the four part harmony every now and then. And uh, Pastor Don allowed us to come and sing when he was over on East Main and, and uh, many years ago. I've never forgotten that. And my friends who are in ministry today, still to this day, have never forgotten the opportunity that we were given. And uh, so it is just, a, it's just an honor and a privilege. It was an honor and a privilege to be able to be asked to perform Felicia and Wesley's wedding. And uh, we celebrated that occasion. and So many good times. And... and um, I'll never forget when, when Neil first had his uh, episode and I came up to Durham to visit him in the hospital and Pastor Don and I went back into the ICU and Pastor Don looked at me and said, I'll pray for him. The only words that would come out of my mouth were, you will live and not die and you will declare the wonderful works of the Lord. And he and I began quoting that over his son, you will live and not die and you will declare the wonderful works of the Lord. And he's been sitting behind me, amen, and Randy, and having his own church over there, declaring the wonderful works of the Lord. Praise God, somebody. Amen. amen. Praise the Lord. So I, I'm very appreciative so much. Uh, we talk uh, about once a month. Uh, we have to work together uh, in our different leadership roles, and so we, we get to share together in those moments. And uh, just honored to be here. And on behalf of the Fellowship Network, I would like to present you with a card and uh, with some cards in it for you to take care of on about four different dates. Congratulations. Pastor, that makes two of us that couldn't find a 50th pastorate card. I looked and looked and looked. I just had to get a generic card. I couldn't find a 50 pastorate. So. Uh, next will be Don Arnold. There will be a video. Uh, Don Arnold is a retired pastor that won't quit preaching. His wife, his, his, he, he and his wife Janine travel preaching seminars and teaching leadership to young ministers and encouraging pastors. Pastor Arnold established a tabernacle in Gadsden, Alabama in 1969, establishing a Christian school Love Center Ministry, radio and television ministries, and will be celebrating 50 years himself in September. Pastor Arnold pastored the tabernacle for 37 years and set in new leadership 13 years ago, and the church is still prospering. Pastor Arnold and Janine said, Pastors Don and Carol have been our closest friends for over 45 years. We truly love them. They are the cream of the crop. Pastor Don and Lady Carol, it's a great privilege for me to bring you greetings and congratulations on this very, very wonderful occasion. Actually, it's a lifetime, a once-in-a-lifetime occasion, and uh, I appreciate the opportunity to bring uh, my congratulations to you. First thing I want to say to you is I deeply regret the fact that Jeannie and I were unable to attend and be a part. My schedule did not work out. I had a conflict that I could not change. But it's a privilege, as I said, to offer our congratulations to you uh, on this wonderful occasion. And I do that not only for myself, but
but I do that for Miss Cheney as well. It's a privilege uh, not only for us, but for all of those who know you and love you, because we admire your ministry. We admire you as men and women of God, a man and woman of God, but uh, we admire your ministry. You've, uh, for 50 years, that's, uh, that's just beyond comprehension almost, you have led this great church in Durham, North Carolina. Pastor Don, that's, a, uh, that's an accomplishment that uh, I don't know of any other minister, any other pastor that can say that. And so you are certainly worthy of all the accolades that are going to be given unto you by your family, by your friends, by your congregation, by your city, and by those of us who love you. Not only those of us here on the earth, but I'm confident that accolades from heaven are coming your way as well. Fifty years, well done, good and faithful servant. I'm sure those words are echoing through heaven. Not only do you pastor and lead this great church, Brother Don, but uh, by and large, I think you're the pastor of Durham, North Carolina. North Carolina. I am uh, confident that you're looked upon as one of the great spiritual leaders of uh, your city and of your community. And so you are a spiritual father to Durham, North Carolina. Not only do I appreciate you and your ministry and your faithfulness and your giftings, your great preaching, your singing, but I appreciate you as one of my very dear friends. You know, I cherish every friend that I have, and I cherish you specifically as one of the best friends that I have ever had. You and I have known each other. We have loved each other for almost 50 years. That makes me a very, very rich man. I count my wealth in my friends, and certainly you are at the top of the list of one of my friends. And Miss Carol, I congratulate you because he could not have accomplished 50 years of successful ministry without you by his side. A friend loveth always. That's what the scripture says. And so I have had that high honor and that great privilege to cherish you as my great friend for all of these years. Our thoughts are with you. Our prayers are with you, along with our congratulations. I know that uh, great days are still ahead of you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. I pray for his continued fulfilling his purposes in your life. I pray for his continued impartation of divine strength and health so that uh, you may finish your course with great joy and great success. God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Lift up his countenance to you. Grant you his peace. And may his blessings that make rich and add no sorrow continue to abound in your life, both now and forever. All the best, my friend. Much love from old brother Don and Miss Jeannie. Next, we'll have uh, Pastor Dub Carricker. Last year, Dub Carricker retired as the pastor of Christian Assembly Church after faithfully serving for 17 years. Dub was mentored and trained by Pastor Paul Gordon, one of the co-founders of Durham Ministers in Prayer with Pastor Don. Dub and Don are longtime friends, brothers in Christ, and co-laborers for the kingdom of God in Durham. Thank you. Don, I'm really honored to be here tonight and really honored to be able to speak at this wonderful occasion. I've been Don's friend and uh, his partner in Durham Ministers in Prayer for more than 20 years. Um, that is nearly a quarter of a century, and that's less than half of the time that he's been in ministry. <laughs> that's just crazy, isn't it? So um, I say two things to you, Don. First of all, congratulations. And second, come on, man, you're making the rest of us look bad. Um, I, um, uh, Mac will be coming up in just a minute, and he'll talk more about Durham Ministers in Prayer, but 
I want to talk to you more on a personal note. Um, Don really is a, a pastor to pastors, and um, those phone calls that you make are special to all of us. Um, if I could say just a few things about this man, as has already been said, he is faithful, he is loyal, which is a rare quality these days, and he is certainly dedicated. I met, um, I met Don through Paul Gordon, who was my pastor, and he and Paul were um, brothers, real brothers. Um, and uh, the interesting thing for me was that um, Don welcomed me into that brotherhood um, as a younger guy. He was, uh, Don's been there for me. He's been there for our church. Um, he's been there through um, our, our first pastoral transition uh, and at Paul's homegoing. Um, he was there for my installation as pastor and spoke there on behalf of the church in Durham. And, um, and he's still there at my retirement. Um, and he's also there now for our, next, for our current pastor, Brett Spires. Um, three generations, think about that for just a minute. <laughs> three generations, this man is still faithfully serving and uh, mentoring us. And um, I, you know what, our story is not unique. There are so many people in this room who could probably tell this same story about Don and what he means to them because Don knows everyone, first of all, He's respected by everyone, and he loves everyone. And that is very rare today. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. And many of you in this room know that when adversity strikes, it is Don Westbrook who is there for you. And that means a lot. There's no one you'd rather have at your side in the day of trouble than Don Westbrook. He's a true man of faith, and I want to say this to you. He is brave. This is one of the bravest men I have ever known. He will stand when nobody else is standing, and he will tell you the truth in love. He will do that, and we have needed that all in our lives, and we certainly need that today. That's true not just for the people that he pastors here at Bethel. It's not just true in his fellowship. Don's ministry and his influence go well beyond that. I don't think there's any way to overstate Don's importance and his positive effect on the people of the greater Durham community and on the Church of Jesus Christ at large. Don is not just God's man for this church. He's not just God's man for this season. He is a kingdom of God man. And for the, he's, he's that for the times that we live in and, yes, for all eternity. Don is God's gift to us. He is the representation of what Jesus meant when he called his people to be the salt of the earth and the reflection of the light of Christ to people in good times when it's easy, but also in times of trouble when it's not. Don answered the call of God to be here for this city, for this nation, and for the people throughout the world wherever God has sent him. And after 50 years of faithful ministry, he is still here standing in the gap, extending the love of Jesus Christ, and announcing the truth of the gospel to everyone, whether they'll listen or not. Thank you, Don. That's a remarkable achievement. That's a legacy that we can all aspire to. So, Don, my good friend, thank you so much. I look forward to many more good years together because... We don't actually retire from ministry anyway, do we, Don? God bless y'all. Next will be Pastor Mac Bear of Day Spring Fellowship. Pastor Mac Bear is a native of Jefferson, North Carolina, in Ashe County. He came to the Flatlands in 1970 as a student at North Carolina. And other than three years in Texas for seminary, he has lived in the Durham Chapel Hill area ever since. He was called to the ministry at First Baptist Church in Durham and has pastored Dayspring Fellowship for 26 years. He and his wife Barbara have two sons, plus the two most beautiful granddaughters in the world. And, and, and he showed me a picture because he said, I know this is on here, but I want to show you this is true. So he showed me a picture. And they're beautiful, Matt. 
And as much as it pains me, this last sentence, it says, also in concert with Brother Don Westbrook, he frequently yells, go Tar Heels. Go Tar Heels. It is a tremendous privilege to be here. When I think about all the people who could have been asked to stand here tonight and speak about Don Westbrook, this is a signal honor. Don, we love you, we appreciate you, and congratulations to you and Carol. Honestly, I think only the pastors in this room understand what it means to do what you've done for 50 years. You get to heaven, you're going to see Moses. He's going to say, yeah, I led Israel for 40 years. You're a piker, yeah, (laughs) Moses. You got nothing, Moses, okay? I met Don Westbrook at a softball game in 1979. He doesn't remember this, but my church at that time, Westwood Baptist, was playing his church, Bethel Christian Center, and... uh, He was a young whippersnapper then. He'd only been in ministry 10 years then. And uh, the guys on, Don, I think you came by just to say hello to the fellas, and they insisted that you bat. And so Don took, uh, he had on, of course, he had on his long sleeve white shirt and his tie. But he rolled up his white shirt sleeves, he stood at home plate, and he gave the best imitation of a softball batter you ever saw. given the fact that uh, it was just terrible, really. But he tried. He tried. And that says something about his spirit, his love. My next memory of Don would be uh, breakfast at Lococo's. Lococo's doesn't exist anymore, but some of you remember it. Don asked me to come and have breakfast with him and with Paul Gordon and maybe one or two others I honestly don't remember because God had put it on their heart that the pastors of Durham needed to come together and pray. And ever since that morning, uh, Durham Ministers in Prayer has been meeting with very few exceptions, very few exceptions. We've gathered in the throne room of God to pray for Durham. I've often told my people that the most significant ministry we have at Dayspring is to provide space for Durham ministers in prayer. And I don't think that Don Westbrook, in spite of all the amazing things that God has used him to do in 50 years, I don't think anything he has done in ministry has greater eternal impact than he and Paul hearing God's call. I believe that um, Don has done something extraordinary in that. And it has been to walk with him in that these more than 20 years now. Um, Everybody has said that Don is a pastor's pastor because it's true. The scripture that the Lord brought to my mind was the word of Paul, look not only to your own things, but also to the things of others. Don Westbrook is the only pastor I know that is just as happy as I am when I succeed and just as concerned for me as I am when I fail. He is a tremendous man. In fact, I want to close with this. I believe that Don Westbrook is the spiritual bishop of this city. I believe when God wants to send something to Durham, he sends it through Don. I believe that he is the spiritual overseer of this city in the eyes of God, and I thank the Lord for him. When I was still working uh, with the police department, it wasn't uncommon to get a phone call at a Tuesday morning, and it would be Pastor Don, and he'd say, Larry, how can we pray for the city? What's going on crime-wise? We're about to pray. And it was comforting to me to be able to say, Pastor, we, we've got some, some shootings going on. We've got some robberies going on. 
because I know that prayer changes things. And I knew he was going to hang that phone up and he was going to go meet with a group of ministers at different races, different denominations, but they cared about what was going on in the city. So I, I, I'm thankful for Pastor, your leadership for Durham Ministers in Prayer. Our next presenter will be uh, Councilman Mark Anthony Middleton. He has a proclamation uh, for the, from the mayor's office and from the city. Mark Anthony Middleton was elected to the Ward 2 seat of Durham City Council in November of 2017. He was sworn in on December 4th, 2017. Mark Anthony Middleton is the founder and senior pastor of the Abundant Hope Christian Church in Durham, North Carolina. He is also the founder and chief executive officer of Abundant Hope Incorporated and the host of On the Table talk show on the Choice FM radio station. A native of Brooklyn, New York, Middleton now has now resided in Durham for over 20 years. Mark Anthony Middleton is a past member of the board of directors of the NCA&T State University Alumni Association and past president of the Black Seminarians Union of Duke University Divinity School. He is also a past North Carolina Assistant State Director of the Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. And on a personal note, I had a chance to interact with Pastor Middleton uh, several times, and, and although many times we didn't agree on things, I always found him to be gracious and respectful, and I, I appreciate his work for the city. Uh, Pastor Middleton, Councilman Middleton. Friends, tonight is a bucket list night for me. For over a year, I have waited while acting in an official government capacity to be able to say the words at the same time, let the church say amen. amen. I also want to say, ain't God good? If you're not mad that God woke you up this morning and gave you another chance, would you just give God some praise right now? Come on, you can do better than that. Larry Smith is possessed of incredible character. And I noticed that immediately in interacting with him while he served the city as chief. I still call him Chief Smith. And now that I know that he drank from this well, it figures. It figures. Pastor Don, uh, Lady Carol, I, I have a, a confession and a praise report. Um, I'm not the mayor, but when I found out the mayor couldn't be here and found out that I was going, um, little, little, little confession. You know, each profession has their superstars in it. If you're a young, aspiring basketball player, you want to come play for Coach K. This is Durham, y'all. <laughs> this is Durham. Let's not get it twisted. If you want to be a NASCAR driver, you probably have a number three on your wall. Each profession has their luminaries. Now, I'm a pastor, so we know that in Durham who our superstar preachers are, who our superstar pastors are. Pastor Don is a star amongst the clergy in this city. So this is really, really exciting for me to be here tonight to honor him. So the confession is, I know you might be disappointed that the mayor is not here, but all day long I've been walking around saying to folk, won't he do it? He's good, ain't he? <laughs> Brother Pastor, on behalf of his honor, the mayor, the almost 300,000 people of this city and my fellow council members, I want to present a proclamation to you on behalf of this city, which I believe underscores many of the things which have already been spoken here tonight. Citizens and fellow uh, friends and residents, lend me your ear. Proclamation honoring Pastor Don Westbrook. Whereas Pastor Don Westbrook is a leading light of Durham's religious community, having served for 50 years as pastor of Bethel Christian Center, and whereas Pastor Westbrook was ordained with the Fellowship Network, an international organization of churches and ministers in May 1965, becoming an international director in 1979, was elected to the executive board in 1983, and began serving as education director in 1984. And whereas under Pastor Westbrook's chairmanship, the Fellowship Network has provided over a half million dollars of scholarship funds to qualified students around the world since 1991. And whereas Pastor Westbrook was educated in Logos Bible College, Liberty University, and Oral Roberts University and received continuing education at Duke University. And whereas Pastor Westbrook began his ministry 
as an evangelist and traveled with the Mark V singers until 1984, and during that time recorded three gospel music albums. And whereas Pastor Westbrook became pastor of Bethel Christian Center in February 1969, serving the community of Durham by providing faithful service to countless hearts and inspiring many souls, including through a television program, Reaching Out, and a radio program, Harvest Time. And whereas, in addition to his Durham ministry, Pastor Westbrook has carried the gospel through outreach mission trips to India, South Korea, Haiti, Mexico, England, and Nicaragua, and his work has supported 15 churches in Nicaragua for over 50 years and churches in India for many years. And whereas his local missions have included many parachurch ministries, such as child evangelism, ministering to the homeless, emergency chaplaincy, and pregnancy support. And whereas Pastor Westbrook co-founded Durham Ministers in Prayer, DMIP, in 1998, a group of 40 diverse ministers that meet every Tuesday to pray, who walk the streets on the third Tuesday, and who pray in strategic areas of high concentrations of crime, gang activity, and addictions. And whereas Durham Ministers in Prayer has prayed with mayors, police chiefs, and school officials, such as mayors Bill Bell and Steve Shule, the Reverend Dr. Luke Powery, Dean of Duke Chapel, and Dr. Deborah Saunders White, Chancellor of North Carolina Central University. And whereas Pastor Westbrook believes that the highlight of his ministry is bringing unity among the ministers and churches of Durham and receives great joy in seeing the reality of the 133rd Psalm, line one, which reads, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now, therefore, I, Stephen M. Shule, Mayor of the City of Durham, North Carolina, do hereby proclaim March 2nd, 2019, as Pastor Don Westbrook Day in Durham. You can clap for that. <laughs> and do. And do hereby urge all residents to take note of this occasion, which you've already done, and celebrate Pastor Don Westbrook's 50 years of faithful service within our communities. Witness my hand in the corporate seal of the city of Durham, North Carolina, the second day of March 2019. It is signed the Honorable Stephen M. Shule, Mayor of the city of Durham. A copy copy of this proclamation is going to be framed and presented to pastor, so I'm going to fake present it to you, but I'm going to hug your neck. <laughs> May God bless you. May God bless Bethel. May God bless our beloved city of Durham. Thank you, Councilman Middleton. Lastly, uh, for special presenters, we will have a short video from our current Lieutenant Governor, Dan Forrest. Hey, Don. It is my honor to congratulate you on your 50 years of service to the Lord at Bethel Christian Center. As a point of reference, I was one year old when you started. That's amazing. <laughs> this is a wonderful accomplishment and one not often heard of in the ministry world. Those you have touched with your ministry over the last 50 years will be eternally grateful for your service. I pray that you have many more years of fruitful service and that the Lord blesses you richly for your work. Congratulations. Congratulations, Pastor Don. Now we get the opportunity to hear uh, from uh, Pastor Randy. I said not only can he play the piano, he can also preach. But I want to tell you a little about Randy. Randy Estelle is a longtime concert and recording artist who has in recent years, along with his life, wife Lisa, founded Exalt Church in Bradenton, Florida. They also founded Circle Christian Arts Academy, which is celebrating its 10th anniversary in raising up the next generation to impact the world of arts and media. They are, pr they are the proud parents of two children, both of whom are married. Randy and Lisa have five wonderful, talented, and beautiful grandkids. Brother Randy. 
I'm going to need this microphone because I have a tendency to wander. I hope that's permitted. It's still permitted around here. This is better. It's so wonderful. It's so uh, exhilarating. It's inspirational. The CE vision walked out. Yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm just jazzed right now. Come on. Anybody with me? I'm just jazzed right now. Come on, one more time. Brother Dawson, Carol, God bless you guys. It's a wonderful evening. It's also a very intimidating evening because I'm standing up here trying to preach for a few minutes with a whole bag of preachers staring me out. I'm a nervous wreck right now. But it's so good to see Steve Horn, Pastor Steve, the president of the Fellowship Network, which we, of course, belong to as well. I have the privilege of serving uh, with these guys in that, uh, in that organization as the Southeast uh, Vice President for the United States, and uh, we're just delighted to be here. I just, I'm tickled pink and honored to be able to speak for just a few minutes about my friends, Don and Carol Westbrook. And they are friends. You know, the gospel is about friends. Jesus said, you're no longer going to be my servant. You're going to be my friends. Yeah. It's about time the church understood the power of friendship. Because the power of friendship is the power of agreement. I love that word where Jesus said, where two or three of you agree as touching anything you shall ask, it shall be done by God. I love it because the Greek word is symphonio. That's a musical term. Or we word symphony. And the way these guys sang and the way that this church worships and this city has turned to the Lord to worship and honor Him, there's agreement in that friendship. And I feel so delighted. Lisa feels the same way. Our whole family and we bring greetings and congratulations from our ministry to you. God bless you. I wanted to go to a couple of scriptures in the book of John. I was walking one day and I was musing about the great honor and the wonderful privilege of being invited to come here tonight. And not only did I uh, feel the flow and the momentum of 50 years of ministry just standing up here in this pulpit area, all the miracles that have happened, but just to think about how faithful God has been. And I give him praise. And as I was musing about it, my mind went to a couple of, I think, somewhat unlikely verses. In the Gospel of John, the first chapter, I want to read them to you. And that's the sixth and the seventh verses. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. You know, it's, always about, it's all about Jesus. Yes, the first person that would say that would be Don Carroll. They, they, they're the person that would say it. But, but when I read this, I don't think the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost would mind me adapting the scripture just a bit for this very auspicious occasion. I want to read it again with just a little different emphasis. There was a man sent from God whose name was Don. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. I believe that's what's been happening for 50 years, five decades. Five decades of lifting up the lights of the gospel. Five decades of being a witness of the grandeur and the greatness of the kingdom. First time I met Don and Carol, Lisa and I, we were at a Fellowship Network event. It was the International Conference. We had just joined the Fellowship. It was 15 years ago. I don't remember exactly. 15 years. And we, we came into the a gathering. It was a banquet facility situation. And when we walked in, you know, I guess we looked like scared teenagers. You know, we didn't know anybody. You know, we were just kind of coming in for the very first time amongst all these great ministries. And we signed on the lost state, you know. And, 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 and I, I saw a couple of people down at the front at a table, and, and they, were, they must have seen us wandering, and they were waving their hands vigorously. Come on over. Come on over. And when we got to the table, we were introduced to two delightful people, Don and Carol Westbrook. And that's when the friendship was germinated. And they were hospitable. They included us in the conversation. They showed us love. They asked about our work. Can you believe it? And they made sure we got double dessert. 
Now, how many know that's cool right there? How many know it's good to have friends in high places? Come on, somebody, right? Double is it. And if you want to be my lifelong friend, just make sure I don't run out of dessert. We're going to be good. We're going to be tough. <laughs> and you know what? Since that time, it's been the same thing. Hospitality, friendship, including us, asking about us, calling me on the phone. I called him on the phone for advice. There's something about that connection that will be God in me. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. My interactions through the years with them have reminded me of a, a prophetic word that a pastor gave me right after I met Jesus. That's an old time ago, 1971. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a child of the 60s. <laughs> and I went to travel with a friend of mine to another community near the Pittsburgh area where Lisa and I were born and raised. And I just met Jesus. I was excited about Praising the Lord. And this friend of mine was going to be ministering at a church, a community over. And we uh, drove over there and he asked me to play something on the piano. Now, look, I'm bad at a lot of things. I I I'm horrendous with computers. I mean, if they didn't have the little pictures, I would be completely lost. I've got to call my teenage grandkids to help me figure out how to use my phone. How many understand this kind of inability. I, I, I'm really bad at plumbing. Anytime I've ever tried to do plumbing, I always end up with a terrible leak. I've finally just given up. I will pay any amount of money to get my plumbing fixed. The thing that I'm probably worst at is texting. It takes me an hour and a half to figure out which emoji to use. How many are stuck on those little faces? And I'm still trying to figure out the one with the with the eyes and the the, the, the tears are coming out. I'm still trying to figure out is the is that person mad or are they happy? And I, I, it takes me an hour and a half just to figure out which one should I put. And I'm all thumbs, maybe big toes. I don't know, but I just I'm, I'm lousy at texting. I can play this piano, but I'm terrible with my fingers when it comes to anything of that nature. I just can't do it. But there's one thing my mother was determined that I would be able to do. And that was play the piano. My father was the financier. My mother was the enforcer. <laughs> Did anybody have a mama like that? I got a feeling Sister Carol's a little bit that way. <laughs> Make it happen. She made sure I And so I sat down and played the song as best as I could. And the man, the pastor, came over near the end of the service. And he gave me a prophetic word from the scripture, Proverbs 1816. He said, Randy, a man's gift will make room for him and bring him before great men. And whatever gifting, we all have gifts from the Lord. We all have our niche, our place where we shine for Jesus. I'm most comfortable driving a piano. I had a lady tell me one time, Randy, you don't play that piano, you hurt the piano. You know what I'm saying? I just, I've done all sorts of things. But you know what? I've never had the privilege of working together or being in ministry with anybody greater than Don and Carol Westbrook. That prophetic word was fulfilled in my life in the times that I've spent with these guys. And I thank God for that connection. Now, I want you to notice in the scriptures that I read that he, he mentions a man. John says... A man. There was a man sent from God. He didn't say there was a PhD. Now, we all know that Pastor Don is brilliant. He's intelligent because one of the greatest decisions he ever made was to marry Carol. Come on, how many of that She's not only beautiful, she's gracious, and a preacher's got to have a piano player, and she can sing an incredible. Come on, somebody. Come on. I mean, so we know he, I don't know if he's got a PhD. I don't know everything about his educational background, but I do know 
that every one of us who's called by God is called as a man or a woman. It's not about the things you bring along with it. It's not about the things that you've accumulated. It's not about the, the people you know, the celebrities you hang out with. It's not about that. It's about being open and transparent before the living God. And the Bible says that there was a man sent from God. He did not say there, there was a, a prime minister or, or a president. These guys have walked in the authority of the gospel and the Holy Ghost for years. We know that they walk in that authority. But when they started out, God wasn't looking and saying, wait a minute, you have the proper credentials, you have the proper uh, degrees, you have this, you have that. You know what? God's just looking for somebody who's willing. And then he can take that love. It doesn't say in the scripture, it says there was a man, it doesn't say there was a millionaire. Now, I don't know how much money they had when they started out 50 years ago. If they're anything like Lisa and me, we lived on Chef Boyardee's spaghetti dinners. You know the box ones? On a good week, we would buy some black olives. Come on, somebody. We had to pray the meals. We had to pray the automobiles. I was so in that room. Do you understand? No, it's he. God's not looking to qualify you by how much your bank account has on you. He's looking for a heart after him. There was a man. There was a man. And you know, they might not have been millionaires, but they're rich and friends. I think the nice group of this weekend, last weekend, all this wonderful celebration, appropriate, wonderful, is proof of their friendships, proof of their connections. They're rich in memories of God's victory in their lives. And you know, the way he sings, the way she sings, the way they illuminate the light of Jesus, they're rich in praise. And they're rich, if I could quote 1 Corinthians 13, chapter in faith, hope, and love. So what kind of man is God looking for? He's looking for an available man. Peter was just a fisherman. He was a work-a-day blue-collar guy. Jesus came to him like he did many and said, follow me. He didn't give him an interview. He didn't ask him, hey, follow me, Shalai. When, 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 when I started out in ministry, Pastor Pastor John started out, he was a young guy trying to figure out what to do next. But they looked to God. And they were available. There are so many people that have skills, talents, that th 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 they contain, but they haven't made themselves available. Perhaps tonight you're one of those people. There's something inside of you that God wants to tap, but you haven't made yourself available. I'm sorry for getting excited about this. It's just what I'm feeling. I, 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 when I think about these two, I think about as Peter was, a man who was called by God and left and followed Jesus. They were available. God's looking for a willing man or woman. Somebody who's, I remember the rich young ruler. Most of you guys know the story. The rich young ruler came. I got to inherit the kingdom of God, Jesus. What do I do? He said, well, you're a Jew to keep the law. He said, but, 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 but there's one thing you have. Sell everything that you have. Give it to the poor. And here's the key. Come and follow me. And what happened? One of the greatest moments, one of the greatest opportunities in history. And he was unwilling to fall. But I was This congregation is glad that God and her were willing to fall. Let me quote a couple stanzas before I finish of an old hymn. And I want you to notice the last line of each stanza. Just as I am without one plea. But that thy blood was shed for me. And that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, 
I'm willing. I'm willing to follow Jesus. I hope somebody tonight will follow the footsteps of these great people. And you're going to say, you know what? Hang it all. I'm going to follow Jesus. Come on, man. I'm going to follow Jesus. There was a man. Sent from God. Just as I am, though tossed about with many a conflict, many a doubt. Watch this. Fighting and fears within and without. O Lamb of God, I come. I come. I can say Don and Carol willingly lay down their lives for the Lord. God's looking for that level of willingness, that level of obedience. And then the final thing that I want to share with you is that the text we read, there was a man sent from God. And I'm going to tell you something. In 50 years of ministry, I haven't been going that long, but I've been going, I'm getting, I'm not too far behind, brother. I'm, I'm working up, you know. But I'm going to tell you something. In 50 years of ministry, there are going to be some circumstances that are going to come along, and sooner or later you're going to figure out whether you were sent or you just went. How many here tonight are confirming and believe in your heart that Dawn and Carol were sent from God? Jesus talked about it a little bit. He talked about the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep, but a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and leaves. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. The good shepherd doesn't cut and run. Through the mountaintops and the valleys. You know, I heard a word from the Lord back a few years ago about Lisa and I stepping up into leadership a little more fully in some areas, including our Christian art school. And at the time, I was reading a couple of biographies because I love history. I'm a history guy. And I was reading about George Washington, the first president of the United States. And he was an incredible leader by all accounts. By all accounts, he was an incredible man. And he was a leader and a general. And when he would go with the troops into battle, he was known for staying atop his horse and not like many generals, sitting up on the safety of the ridge or in the hilltops watching the battle in the valley below. But George Washington was known for riding his horse down into the middle of a battle where bullets are flying, swords are being wielded. He was known for doing that, bravely encouraging the troops and fighting alongside them. He was not aloof. That's leadership. When I think about leadership, I think you know what I'm about to say. Dawn and Carol are not aloof. They're not watching things from the safety of a ridge somewhere. They're willing to get down into the valley and fight right alongside of their parishioners, right alongside of their friends, right alongside of anybody who's going through a struggle. They're willing to come off that aloofness and come down into the valley with it. We would all have that kind of spirit. That's leadership. Because they're sent. They're sent from God. I'm going to close with another scripture. This is Paul speaking to Timothy, his protege, the young minister. 1 Timothy 4.12 says this, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers. In word, check. In conduct, check. In love, we've heard that testimony tonight from many, check. In spirit, check. In faith, that's a big check. And in purity. Let no man despise your youth, but be an example. Don and Carol, Felicia, Neil, what a blessing you are. You have been 
exactly what that scripture says for 50 years. And you're still blowing my mind. An example of all the most beautiful things that the kingdom of God entails. So I congratulate you. We love you. We're thrilled to know you. We're inspired by you. And we give God glory of you. And I'm just going to say one final thing. When I grow up, I want to be just like Dawn and Carol Wesley. I, uh, I cannot get over what has been said here tonight. It's humbled me, and, and I just appreciate everyone that's, uh, you know, some sacrifice to come tonight. Uh, some very hardcore Duke fans came, and the Duke game was on. Now, that's sacrifice. <laughs> that's... Dub, thank you guys for coming. Mac... That man we've met in his church for 20 years, he's never charged us one penny. He opens those doors. Michael, he's, now he's helping open the doors, but, but thank y'all. Thank you. Steve Holder, since he's taken and been president of fellowship, it's taken a leap and bounds from what it was. It was great. Don Arnold did a wonderful job. I think he was the president for maybe 17 years. But that young man, Steve Holder, and by the way, he pastors a thriving church in Goldsboro, and it really, really is something. Uh, I just appreciate everyone. Randy Estelle is going to be with us tomorrow, plus Mark Rutland is going to be with us tomorrow. Mark was the president of, uh, hey, Mike, I didn't know you slipped in from Virginia Beach. or Ten You're moving. You're moving to Tennessee. We have someone else from Tennessee here tonight. Amen. And uh, I just appreciate Neely Bissett and his wife. Would you stand? Would you stand? These folks came all the way from Tennessee to be here tonight. Would you thank them? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. But Mike is going to introduce uh, what, who's, who's Mark Rutland tomorrow. You can tell I've been doing it for 50 years. <laughs> but I just thank everyone that, that was willing to come. Uh, and to bless us with your presence and, and be so, so wonderful to us. Where's my sister? Is she here? Come here. Sit, sit right here. Randy will not mind if you sit on that stool. You talk about faithfulness. That's my sister. I just lost my brother about a year ago. One of the greatest men that ever walked the face of this earth was Junius Westwood. Something beautiful in just a minute. Something beautiful. But I would not be what I am t t tonight, and whatever I am. I would not be that if it was not for Carol, my wife. She, she's the, the smart one. She's the, the one that's been so faithful. Carol and I, when she was 18, we could not even sit, in the, uh, sit together in church. Her daddy, Jean, Carol's sister's here. So, but her daddy was right. He was very strict with Carol. I was, we were, she, I'd like to say she was 18 and we couldn't even sit together in church. Now, has ch things changed over the years? He caught me kissing her one time and I almost died of a heart attack. I couldn't kiss her. I couldn't sit, sit in church with her. And so we just did whatever we could do together. And... Brother Holder started this church. It, it, it was uh, incorporated in 1958. But he started a church also in Midway, down in Sampson County, back in 1957. I mean, he pastored two churches and preached almost. Uh, Jimmy Vickers, you, you, you knew him well, and your wife, y'all knew Zeb Holder well. But he, he just burned out for the Lord. But he, 
he was very strict. And I weighed 115 pounds soaking wet. I was nothing but breeches and breath. <laughs> and he was big. He was, he, he, he was a boxer. His hands, were, one hand was big, bigger than both of my hands. And so we couldn't kiss. We couldn't, you know, we just goo-goo-eyed at each other. We just looked at each other. But he held church down there on Wednesday night and church here on Thursday night. And so Carol and Jean and Judy and myself would ride down with him on Wednesday night and he'd preach and we'd ride back together. Well, Carol sat in the back seat on the passenger side and she took off her shoes. And she ran that foot between the door and the sea. And, and I, it's, it's 70 miles. We were riding 70 miles. I'd grab that big toe. I'd squeeze that toe. I love that toe. I would have married the toe if nothing else. Such God in heaven's truth. Something beautiful. Something good. All my confusion. He understood all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he he made something beautiful of my life. Stand and sing it with me. And he made something beautiful, something good, something all my confusions, all my confusions. Somehow he understood. He all I had to offer, all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he took it all and he made something beautiful, something beautiful. Of my life. We have something to eat. Now I could open the Bible and I could preach a long sermon, but I know that would not be wise. I've been pastoring 50 years. Because I know when food's out there, you better, you better sort of hush. But I got to say something about just a few people. I want to thank Teresa. Hilliard, where's she at? There she is raising her hand. Jewel Yarborough. These are all the 50th anniversary folks that helped set this all up. They worked on it for a year and a half. Uh, Michael Britt, there he is. Larry Smith, there he is. Chip Lampert, there he is at the back. Chip is very special. And also Carol Westbrook, give them all a good hand. Come on. Several ha have asked me tonight, Pastor, are you ready to retire? No. <laughs> but we have a steering committee, a committee that has been set up, and it's a, it is a transitional committee, and they have been working for two years. So if I drop dead in this pulpit tonight, things are just going to go right on. 
I mean it. I mean, they have worked very hard and set things up. I want to thank God for the ministers in this church. We have, first of all, Larry Smith. Would you give him a good hand? Dan Soldania standing back there in the white shirt. Dan Soldania. Uh, Antoinette Joyner. Is Antoinette here? Huh? She's sick. Oh, God. She's just a great minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Michael Britt, there he is. Todd Going, he's not here tonight. But all these people, they preach for me when I'm gone. I, I, as most of you know, I've gone through cancer. I've had chemo. I've had uh, radiation. I had to go to the hospital this past Wednesday to get exam, the examination. They checked me from head to toe. They checked my bones. They checked my blood. They checked my PSA. It was unreadable. And the doctor said, I've got a good report to give you, uh, Reverend Westbrook. And I want you to thank God for that. Amen. Thank you. Thank all of you. Frank, it's so good to see all the ministers and Kim and my God, all Willie, all, all you folks. You, you have really blessed me tonight, and I count it an honor to stand before you, and I want you to know that. Uh, we're going to, Brother Willie, would you come up here? I love this man. Would you come up and say grace over the food? Come here. I love you. Thank you for coming so much. Let us bow our heads. We're going to say grace. And when we do, you can go out this, these two doors and go to the left or either. The, is that right? Go to the right. When you go out the doors, go to the right. There's plenty of food back there. He's going to say the grace. And then you can turn around and shake hands and be friendly. Such a pleasure to be here with a lovely and wonderful man of God. I've grown to love him over the years that I've served with DMIP. I bring you greetings from the River Church, where my pastor is Bishop Ronald L. Godby. Precious, gracious Father, we thank you for your blessing upon us tonight. We thank you for this occasion. We thank you for this, your servant, who has labored in the vineyard. And we thank you, Father God, for this food that has been prepared for us, May you bless it. May it be nourishment for our bodies. May we enjoy the fellowship of one another. We give your name praise, honor, and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Willie. Thank you, sir.